Life Audio. Just ahead on Encouragement for You, Christian therapist John Coleman talks about overcoming holiday stress and burnout. And we talked with radio callers about Christmas stresses. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Christmas season is an incredibly busy time, and when you add in financial pressure and potential conflicts with relatives, there's a potential for holiday stress to lead to burnout. John Coleman specializes in helping people as a pastor, certified life coach, and therapist. He joins host Don Hawkins with help for overcoming holiday stress and burnout. Now, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, a third of Americans are depressed to some degree right now. Now, those statistics are uh, sort of alarming. Uh, Do you think they're accurate? They are accurate, especially, Don, if you add in the 18 to 24-year-old age group. Hmm. More than in any past generation, the late teenage years and what we now call the emerging adulthood years have added to that number. Yeah. And back during the pandemic, we know that the attempted suicide rate went way high. Yes. But I would say that, yeah, that is a fairly, fairly accurate because, as you well know, and I know from our own background and pastor's work and training, yes. men just normally don't let it be known that they might be feeling depressed. Yes. It's just a written rule that we're sort of t- supposed to tough it out and, yeah. and that type thing. So if you work yeah. those in kind of in between the lines, then I would say that's a pretty accurate number. Now, people talk about this, and you and I were reminiscing about Andy Williams' song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and the colorful album, the red yes. sweater, oh, yes. uh, the music. Uh, but in reality, for a lot of people, this is a the most stressful time of the year. Why is it so stressful? Let me, let me give you what I think to be one of the most common reasons for that, and that is expectations. Mm, okay. The expectations placed on us 
by the world, by society, by the media, by our own peers, friends, family members, and loved ones, puts the pressure on us to really do it up large, really do it up right, sometimes much above our own ability to do it financially or physically or in in any other way. And so those expectations that we place on ourselves and that others place on us is one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons. Then a lot of people, John, have suffered losses. Um, We were talking, you and I, uh, in our family, we've lost a grandson, you lost a son. And the reality is we're talking about uh, dealing with grief even years later, right? Especially around the Thanksgiving table, birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, those times when we would traditionally and eagerly embrace being with family and friends, those who have gone before us, and especially close family members. It just brings it home in a way that it doesn't any other time. I'm thinking, too, uh, that uh, for some people, uh, there were people they lost during COVID. You know, Mm -hmm. think of the the large number of people who died during that time. And... Think yeah. about think about the healthcare workers yes. that suffered the trauma of all of those yeah. people being yeah. sick and dying. Yeah, and then I think about what's going on in Israel right now, mm-hmm. the terrible things that uh, Hamas did back in October, and, and and the war that's ongoing. And they've almost called off Christmas in the very place yeah. where we say Christmas was sure. born. Yeah, and Bethlehem is on the West yeah. Bank, and right yeah. in the middle of all that, and you know, having been over there and seen. Some of what they oh, wow. do, it's it just wow. uh, sad to think of. And we need to, to pray for the peace of will. Jerusalem, and we will, and we yes. want to do that. And then there's another factor, John, and I know you've dealt with this as a counselor, a therapist, and that's seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. The acronym for that is SAD, and, and, it the, is. and it's very accurate, right? It is, because people tend to get depressed Seasonally, in other words, a time of the year when it's winter, it's cold, it's yeah. dark, it's cloudy, and it just brings on the gloom. It brings down the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about stress. How do we define it? What exactly, what are the component pieces that would help us analyze what stress is? You know, <laughs> stress is kind of a slippery concept. We use yeah. that word. All the time in everyday life, we'll say, yeah. well, you know, Don is just under so much stress. Yes. Or John is so stressed out. Mm-hmm. So we use it as a verb. We use it as a noun. We use it all kinds of ways. Yeah. Probably what's better than defining it is to give some examples of what it it is. Yeah. I mean, how it affects us, maybe. That would be, I, I can remember Chris Thurman. I did some radio with him when we were both at Minrith Meyer. And mm. Dr. Thurman had written on the subject. He said, it, it's an event that happens to you. It's your fight or flight mechanism. But thirdly, and probably most important, it's how do you respond that's to it. the stress? response. And I think that's where you're headed that's with exactly this whole where thing. I'm going. The whole yeah. thing is, you analyze or you appraise something, an event, a situation, a, a worry, or, or whatever it may be, and you kind of make a decision about it. Is this a threat? Is this danger? Is this yeah. something I can handle? Is it out of my control? Is it in my control? But regardless, it's all about how we respond. Yeah. You know, what we like to do is break stress down into three major categories, Don. Okay. One is 
everyday hassles. Mm, yeah. You have a flat tire on the way to work. You get up, your car won't start. You run out of gas. You run out of money, whatever it may be at the ATM. Yeah. But you have everyday annoyances that just yeah, build right. up and build up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then you have what we call... A change of life events, yeah. getting married, having a baby, graduating from college, starting a career. Oh, All the, of these are good The homes things. and race dresses, yeah, but, but yes, the big the, ones. And then the end. Then yeah. the end, you have the catastrophes. Yeah. These are the disasters, the, yeah. the, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the fires, the war. Yeah. And it could be anything traumatic and catastrophic. Most of us let little things build up. Yeah. And that's where we get a lot of our stress is yeah. because we've stopped handling it and started worrying and being anxious about it. And it just gets bigger and bigger. And uh, sometimes those stresses can lead to depression or even anxiety. Anxiety typically is a little more focused on mm. the future. I'm concerned about, uh, will I, for example, I'm singing in the choir and we're doing a cantata and I have a solo part and I'm afraid I can't hit the high notes or I may get laryngitis or something like that. Or, or maybe uh, there are things that have happened in Christmas past, there was a big family blow up around the table, and and I'm just uh, concerned and feel really bad about that. Uh, John, there are a couple of scriptures that uh, we've talked about uh, that we want to touch on. Uh, one of them is uh, from David, the psalmist, in Psalm 42. Uh, and there are really two verses where he essentially says the same thing. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of his countenance. Uh, you sort of zeroed in on that word disquieted. Help us understand what David's talking about. If you look at the word disquieted and you split it between the prefix dis, mm, which yeah. means not or un, and then quieted, which obviously has to do with that calming, that quiet yeah. countenance, disquieted literally means disordered or yeah. chaotic or yeah. that which is not, that which is stirred up within uh, yeah. me. I was thinking of the word agitated. That's a good and, word, agitated, yeah, stirred up. But, you, you know, we, we talk about, and, and we feel it in our stomachs yeah. first. We yeah. feel that disquieted stirring mm, up, yeah. and we know that something's just not right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you're feeling anxiety. We have a couple of verses from the New Testament uh, to help us there. You know, Paul in Philippians encouraged us by saying, do not be anxious about anything. Hmm. Now, anxious about anything, yeah. but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Two things I want to point out here, Don, if I may. Sure. One is that Paul exhorts us to not be anxious about anything because anxious does not solve any of the problems. Oh, yes. But everything brought to God in prayer and a spirit of gratitude, thanksgiving, yeah. and humble seeking and trusting of God will give us the peace of God that passes all understanding. Yeah, he doesn't promise us he'll Mm-mm. work out every. Thing mm-hmm. He'll give us a large sum of money or health and wealth or any of that. But he does say he'll give us peace of heart and mind. And not just 
any yes. peace. It's his peace. Yes. It's the peace that is beyond all human understanding. Amen. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. On part two of this week's Encouragement for You, the theme of dealing with holiday stresses continues as host Don Hawkins responds to listeners who have called in. Carol is listening in Oklahoma. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hi, my trouble is I have a family member that is in uh, has been put in jail, and I don't know how to make it through the holidays without them. I yeah. mean, it's a very sad situation, and I don't want to go into that kind of detail, but how do you go on. <laughs> yeah, Carol, first of all, let me thank you for calling us. I, this is a burden that you carry, but it's also a burden that a lot of people are carrying at the holiday season, uh, because unfortunately, m- m- many of us have relatives, we have friends who get in trouble with the law, and the consequences of the law come down, and uh, people are in jail sometimes uh, for many years over the holiday season. Sometimes it just happens right before the holidays, and they're in jail for the holidays. And I, I think, uh, Carol, there are two or three factors that can help us make it through. One of them is to focus not on how much you miss this person or how badly you feel, but to focus on how you can be an encouragement to this person. And there's ways that you can do that. And, and by the way, it's important to understand that when somebody's in jail, they typically understand that they've done wrong and what they need is not a sermon. What they need is some encouragement. And, and you can certainly be that encouragement. You can come alongside to help. You can come alongside and give words of cheer. You can send cards. You can send letters. Whatever packages or gifts may be allowed or appropriate, and it's always important to check with the authorities when somebody's in jail to find out what can be done. You can encourage others to pray for this person. You can encourage your pastor and others to visit this person. And, uh, in fact, you can help to line up a support team for this person so that when they get out of jail, they'll be more likely to grow strong in faith or, if they don't know the Lord, to come to know the Lord as Savior and uh, be able to avoid getting back into jail. Those are some of the things that you can do, Carol. And I think mm-hmm. there are a couple of other things that can be of help to you. One of those is that, uh, as uh, Dr. Menrith has said before, a burden shared is half a burden. And if you have some close friends that you can share this with and just tell them how you feel, just tell them how much you miss this person and how difficult the holidays are without this person there and present and enjoying the time with you, uh, then you know that can help. The other thing is just to cry out to the Lord and to pray for this person and to pray for God to give you strength and grace and wisdom through the holidays. And then another final factor to keep in mind, Carol, would be to simply look at the holidays as a time to reach out to some other people. You may not be able to have this person there, but there may be a relative, perhaps somebody who's related to this person who also misses that person. Maybe that person's mother or father or a brother or sister or somebody who's close, a spouse. Uh, and you can reach out to that person. Maybe they wouldn't be able to be with that person on the holidays. And like you, they're feeling that loneliness and feeling the missing person. And you can reach out to them. Those would be some of the thoughts that I would share with you. And I hope they've been of some help to you. That has been wonderful. 
Now, on that, you said burden shared is a what? Is half a burden. Half a burden. Half okay. a burden. Half, H-A-L-F, yes. Now, let me pray with you if I could, okay? Thank you, yes. Lord, uh, Carol is feeling keenly uh, the fact that this... Uh, person who is very important in her life is in jail. And Lord, because of that, she feels discouraged and a little bit overwhelmed as the holidays come. And I pray, Lord, that you would just draw close to her and let her sense your presence. And I pray that she'd be able to reach out to this person. If this person doesn't know Christ as Savior, I pray that through her testimony and that of others, this individual would come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if this person is a believer, I pray that you would draw them back into a place of fellowship with you, a place of repentance for whatever sins they've committed or crimes they've committed, and uh, that this person would begin to grow in grace and knowledge of you, and that, that uh, Carol would be an encouragement, a source of help and support through this. And Father, there are others who feel this same keen feeling of loss, of missing some person at the holidays, some because they're in jail, some who are in service some perhaps because of great distance and perhaps not having the resources to travel or to be with the family and friends. And we commit each one to you, thankful for the grace and the strength that you provide. In Jesus' name, amen. Ruth is listening in Mississippi over AFR. Good evening, Ruth. Go ahead. How can we help? I, I, my husband passed a year ago this past May. He had Alzheimer's, hmm. and I stayed at home with him. That was what we had decided. We wanted it to be that way. And he went to be with the Lord yes. in all the ways that we had planned. And I'm I'm still going through stuff. You can accumulate a lot of stuff in 54 years, and that's how it, we were two days away from being married 54 years. Wow. We had four children when our third one was just a baby. There was a need for children to have a place while their mother was in the hospital, and we took them in, and that started our being foster parents in addition to having our children, and I had one more, and we kept on, over the period of 40-some years, we took care of over 150 different foster children. Mm. So you have a lot of people whose lives have felt your imprint and the imprint of your husband. The thing is, all of my children live away from here. Uh Uh-huh. See, I lived in in Louisiana, and then I moved to Indiana, and I spent almost 13 years up there at the time that my children were graduating and reaching out. So they're all up in Indiana, and you're back well, down south. Two of my grand, two of my children are, are, are in Indiana. Yeah. One's in Tetna, adopted child's in Louisiana. Yeah. And your specific question for me, Ruth? Should I try to bring bring all of them together, or can I just be happy with what we have here and, and wish them happiness in their own? Because they've established through the years with with me and their daddy being here and there and everywhere, they each have their own little mm-hmm. gatherings. And I don't want them, any of them to feel like they have to take Mama in there right. because she's all by herself. Well, I would encourage you to do, Ruth, and what a wonderful thing that you'd be so thoughtful of them and uh, their need, because here you are now, your husband's gone to be with the Lord, and you are alone, and and yet you're not alone in the sense that you still have them in your life, and I'm sure they call you, I'm sure they reach out to you, they come to visit. Here's what I would encourage you to do. 
I'd encourage you not to, not to say to them, I need one or more of you to live near me. Rather, what I would say is, I always enjoy and appreciate your visits whenever you can come. Well, I and, told them, I'm glad to see you come, and I'm just as glad to see you go. And that's how it works with children and grandchildren. But, uh, you know, encourage them to come, encourage them to come for the holidays, and and yet let them know that you've established yourself. Uh, both my dad and my father-in-law will come for a visit and stay for a while, and then he'll go back to his home because he is happy with his home, and that's where he wants to be. And my dad, the same way. He wants to be in his home, and that's where he prefers to be. So that's what I'd encourage you to do, Ruth. And, and well, then if it so happens... The I've, I've yeah. been feeling led to yeah. go. I just... Right. I just want to affirm to you that that's a good way for God to lead you. Uh, my sense is that you're able to live independently right now. I and am. let's trust God for one day at a time. I just, well, I do. I just I last night. I don't time today worrying about tomorrow. That's right. I was teaching from Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount. The last verse says, Be not anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of the things of itself. <laughs> sufficient to, to the day. Yeah, sufficient to the day. Yeah. Yeah, is its own trouble. You were reading that to a friend this afternoon. I was. Good. She's, um, well, when my husband got down where I couldn't get out, then I, I started, what I, I, I just called it my telephone ministry because well. I knew there were people in our area that can't get out. And you know what? You and can continue. Yeah. You can touch them. You can reach out to them. Remember the old Ma Bell commercial, reach out and touch someone. You can continue doing that. Well, now, I had five on my list, and three of them have passed, but I still yeah. have those other two. And God may but have I you add some more. I added a new yeah. one this week. So. Yeah, that's great. Now, let me pray with you, Ruth, okay? Please do. Lord, I commit Ruth to you. Thank you that in her time of loneliness and even the loss of her husband, you've given her a ministry over the telephone. You've given her and her husband so many of these foster children and family members who love her, who care about her. And I pray that you'd continue to enlarge her ministry, to use her in a great way, that she might touch the lives of many people. Thank you especially for the fact that at this holiday season, there are so many people who are lonely that Ruth will be able to reach out to. And I pray that you'd strengthen her, encourage her, give her words of encouragement and cheer. May she be able to listen and to share encouragement and to be a blessing to those to whom she talks. Bless her family and bless her with health and strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You.
Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.